On today's show, we talk to Nick about his Disneyland trip. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 182. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning website. On today's show, I chat with Nick, who is a Disney World expert. He was part of the Disney World College program. Uh, Back in the day, he goes to Disney with his family on a regular basis, and they took their first ever trip to Disney World. And what made our conversation interesting was there were so many comparisons, and I'm not talking about, you know, the differences in in rides, but really the the whole aspect, you know, the the planning, the pre-stuff, the hotels, um, transportation. We really go back and forth on the differences, and he made some great observations, took some great notes. So really, we're discussing not only Disneyland planning, but Disney World planning as well. So it's a really interesting and great listen. So I'm just going to stop talking, and I'm going to let Nick take it away. Hey, Nick, how are you? Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. What jumped out at me when you reached out was that you are a Disney World pro, college college program, you go yearly, you're an expert, but this was a Disneyland trip. So yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So like you said, I've worked at Disney when I was in college. I did the college program for six months. It was the best, worst six months of my life, I guess. You know, it was super exciting coming from Nebraska and moving to Florida. And I was just awe, in awe of working at a place like that. And then I show up and they're like, you're going to flip burgers in Cosmic <laughs> Rays in Tomorrowland for six months. And I was like, oh, well, that's not as much fun as I thought. What made you apply? Did you visit as a kid? What made you decide to do the college program? I'd been once or twice growing up and I always enjoyed myself here, but it was kind of just, I was a junior in college and this was in 1999, 2000. And they're like, hey, Disney's coming to do internship interviews. And I drove all the way back to Lincoln, which is like a three-hour drive from where I was at, and and interviewed. And I I didn't know. I thought it'd be fun. I wish I had known about it in college. I only heard about it in my early 20s. I had a coworker, and she ended up doing character work in the college program. I don't know what character she was, but I was like, how did I not know about this? So I missed the ball on that. The opportunity was amazing, even though the work wasn't great. I mean, they put us in brand new apartment complexes at the time. It's called Chatham Square. It was the first year they used to have a place called Vista Way. And I lived with like seven other guys that I'd never met before. And above us were eight girls and beside us were seven other guys. And so it was like the whole apartment complex was full of people doing the same thing you did. And so while nobody had, we didn't make a ton of money doing it, but everybody was in the same boat. You know, everybody knew one person that had a car and they were the person that was like, (laughs) let's go to Walmart or they rode buses down oh. to Kissimmee to get us groceries and College life. to the park every day. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was just a different time. And I met some very good friends. I knew a lot of people that were characters. I still talk to them today, 20 some years later, and, and it just has a great spot. But after that, I, you know, I graduated college when I finally went back. I was like, I do not want to flip burgers the rest of my life. I have to get out of college. <laughs> and uh, I'm a computer software um, consultant now. So, you know, that's what I wanted to do. So I got out of school and i started a family eventually. And it took 12 years to go back, but I went back when my kids were two and four. And I I remember the first night getting back there and we walked into Epcot and my kids were just like, what is this? <laughs> and they were just in awe of Spaceship Earth and the, you know, the, all the foliage of all the characters of 
standing around my son chased down mickey mouse at the old character spot in in the future world that area that used to be there so everyone got the bug you all got the bug and and you've been going almost annually since then since then that was 2012 we've gone annually every year one year i think it was in 17 for one of mickey's birthdays they offered an annual pass deal that gave you 13 months instead of 12 and so we converted our seven-day park hoppers to an annual pass and that year we went four times just because we had the tickets paid for we got cheap flights because i was traveling a little for work and it i mean it's amazing my kids are pros we've always had the attitude when we travel there to where hey we're going back so we don't have to like sweat out and get the most bang for our buck and it's it makes it more relaxing yeah yeah it is the perk of going more often as you don't feel the stress that the once in a lifetime families have where you're like you have to do everything yeah we're very lucky to be able to do that and so on yeah so what had you visited disneyland before what made you decide to do disneyland this trip well it kind of came up We'd never have. I know I always told myself as like, I don't know that I want to just because I don't want to be underwhelmed or overwhelmed or think one is better than the other. So it was always like, you know, I like what we have in Florida. We have friends in Florida. We go see them. It's kind of part of the experience. I didn't know what to expect. And uh, so we had friends that decided to plan a trip and they got their trip canceled. They were supposed to go for a spring break and it ended up being in August right after all of our activities kind of concluded. So we're like, well, Maybe we'll piggyback with them. And we've traveled with these friends multiple, multiple times to Disney World. So you know you travel well together. <laughs> yes, it was an easy thing. We we understand how people work. We understand what people want to do. So it's not a, well, we wanted to do this. We don't want to do this type of thing. It, we, we do a good job together. There are some of our best friends and our kids are the exact same ages. We actually got them into Disney. The first time we went, we're like, you have to go. They went, they hated it. <laughs> they came back and they said, oh, you're doing it wrong. So they went with us the next year and they're like, you're right. This is awesome. Ah, okay. So they, you know, it's funny when you don't, you see the families, you know, the family, you can spot them in the park who yeah. don't really know. They're the ones standing there holding the paper map. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. you didn't, you didn't do your research. They're not listening to podcasts, yeah. I guess is no, no they, they're not doing the research. They weren't at the time, but now they are. So. You sent me, I thought this was interesting too, when, you know, we were talking about stuff before recording, you sent me some screenshots of spreadsheets that you use. I mean, you really, you really go all the way here. I have some friends that plan out, like they want to go ride to ride, ride. They do the full touring plans type of deal where it's like at 7.57, we're walking through the gate. At 8.02, we're on our first ride. It takes 20 minutes to walk to the next ride. Yeah, yeah. And we're not that much, but I like to have a good day view of the park, kind of open to close, what reservations we have. It started, that spreadsheet started because it was like when you had to book your fast passes 180 days in advance or whatever. And it's like, well, these are the days we have the things. These are the days we have to do the parks. And it's not necessarily a guide of every minute, but it's an outline of a day, how long it's open, where we want to eat, what rides we want to ride. Just kind of do some minimal research because we're very adaptive as well to where it's like, if a ride's closed, it doesn't ruin our day. It just move on. It's like, well, we'll catch that next time or whatever. So, Okay. So with Disneyland, the pl- I'm sure you found out immediately that the planning is, is very different. Typically for Disney World, are, are you the designated planner? Yeah, I usually do. I, I have planned many for vacations for many of my friends. Just kind of like I have a list of that's I have a, an Apple note that's like 14 pages of do's and don'ts of <laughs> that I just send people because I'm like, I could talk to you for hours, but here, just 
take some <laughs> advice from some of this. So yes, I do. Um, for this trip for Disneyland, I didn't know what to expect. I felt a little behind on it, but just because I didn't know what to even expect. I went into it thinking it's somewhat like Disney World. And for the most part, you know, the lands are very similar and whatnot, but the planning part is a little a little bit different. It was much easier, yes. Let's talk about who was actually on your trip. So how many how many people total are going on this Disneyland trip? So we had eight people. And it was, so it was my family, which is me and my wife and my two boys, which are, they are 13 and 15 now. And then our friends, the couple, and then they have two kids that are also 13 and 15. And they have, their youngest one is a boy and their oldest is a girl. So all the kids get along. They're the exact same ages. They're in the same grades. They don't go to the same school. So that's probably good. That way, when they see each other, they, you know, they're excited still and, and get around. So there's eight of us technically all adults by the world way disney does things yeah yeah um, yeah yeah everyone's an, a quote-unquote adult a little yes, a little too nine. early yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that many people where where are you guys staying what are the hotel arrangements so we actually didn't get the same spots they had booked this trip a while ago and we kind of just like hey those dates work we can go if you don't mind and we were very conscious not to try to infringe on their trip but the way it all works out. We're such good friends that it kind of just happened anyways. But so they stayed at the courtyard over on what would be the east side of the park. I mean, it's right on the hotel way there. It's one of the good friendly neighbor ones. And so their walk was very, very simple. We stayed at the Westin, which is on the south side of the park, kind of on Catella and Disneyland Drive, I think it is kind of more on the right by the Incredicoaster right across the street. So our room view looked at the Incredicoaster and we could see the fireworks from there and all that. Um, and we did that because I had points. So we stayed at, we got our time there for very, very nice. And we ended up using our hotel a lot uh, because our pool was more of a pool than a water park like the courtyard had. And so when we'd come back for our resting time, we would come to our pool and we would just like, hey, come change in our room. And You know, I'm surprised the teenagers preferred just the pool versus more of a water park. Yeah, there was also the point where their their hotel would only allow six people in on their reservation to the water park. So it oh, was like a numbers thing as well. Gotcha. So, okay. I, so it just I, I worked know. out that way. Yeah, it just worked and ours was more relaxing and they get along so well. Oh, were you able to, to walk to the park? Yeah. So, I mean, it was legitimately right across the street from the backside of Disney California Adventure. So it was a 15 minute walk, maybe. We'd walk up through downtown Disney and then to the gates. So it was nice and easy. All right. So let's talk about getting to uh, Disneyland. Where are you guys coming from? So we flew out a week earlier and we went to San Diego. Um, we're from Omaha, Nebraska. And so we, we flew into LAX and rented a car and went to San Diego for a few days and then drove back, turned the car in and basically ubered back to the Westin and that's where we stayed. So, okay. So once you were doing Disneyland, you were like, we don't need the car anymore. We're, we're making our own Disneyland right. bubble. Cause it's not so much a bubble at Disneyland. Like it is at Disney world. Yeah. It's, it's interesting where we stayed. It, it definitely felt kind of a bubble. Um, you know, it was, we were doing the, not necessarily a cost and extrapolation of it, but we're like, well, we don't need to drive to the park. We have everything we need here. If we want to eat and we want something different than something the hotel offers, we can walk to downtown Disney and eat. And we're like, well, it's $40 a day to park a car and $60 a day to rent a car. So we're like, well, we'll just drop it off and we'll hoof it. You know, usually when we go to Disney World, we never bring a car. We usually just 
rely on transportation, which was different here, but we were happy that we could walk. It worked out really, really nice. It was easier. I have a couple notes here of like overall view and compare and contrast. Um, but one of the things was it was really, really nice to just walk to the park in yes. the morning. Um, it was even nicer to walk home for our breaks middle of the day because it's like, I am tired now. I want to go home and relax and jump in the pool and cool off. It was awesome. 20 minutes after we left the park, we were there. It stunk at the end of the night because it was like, I just want to sit on the bus in the air conditioning and take my 20 minute <laughs> trip home. <laughs> it was, by the time you're extremely wore out, you're like, oh, I don't want to walk 20 minutes back to my place. But. Yeah, there are pluses and minuses to it. I like being in the bubble at Disney World because I don't have to think about it. I hate having to rent a car. It's just it's one of my least favorite things, just period. So not having to mess with that is great. And to have so many different hotel options that you have the ability to walk yeah. is so nice at Disneyland and yeah, such a this difference. Felt a lot, this felt a lot like we've stayed at the boardwalk before, and this felt like the walk to Hollywood Studios from the boardwalk, which is what we normally do. We don't normally even jump on the boats or anything. We just walk. Let's jump into your actual park yeah. days then. So how many park days were you guys doing? So we did four park days. We did not do park hoppers. We figured we would be okay with that. We can dedicate two days to each park that way. Yeah, with four days, I, I probably would have done it the same way. Yeah. And so day one, we did Disneyland. It was kind of like, let's do this. We got up. I mean, it. Tra the other part that's really nice about Disneyland is the time changes back. <laughs> and so we were waking up at 6.30 thinking it was 8.30. And so it was like, all right. The kids were wide awake. They were just like, I'm ready to go get You're ready to rope like drop. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we did rope drop the first morning at Disneyland and uh, it was okay. Um, we made it in perfect amount of time. The walk was easy. We made it through downtown Disney, which is a bit farther of a walk to the gates, made it all the way through and waited in the front of Frontierland. And we were going to try to do rise first. Okay. Did you take your planning strategy the same way you would with Disney World as far as planning out your day? How did you tackle planning that first day? This was the part I had no clue what to do. Like I'd read a bunch of things. <laughs> I started like listening to Disneyland podcasts like three weeks before just to kind of get some ideas. And they don't have podcasts like podcasts you have there. You know, they love their food and their attractions and their time in the park. They don't have to do the whole plan of attack of how to get through things. It's so much more chill, which I think is just, yeah. I think that's just like West Coast in general, you yeah. know, it's just so much more laid back. Yeah. So we did the rope drop and that was the last time we did it because it was just a pain. There were people just like us that thought you had to do everything so fast and we made our way back to rise and we didn't know the best way to get into that part of the park because it's so different. Like in Hollywood studios, you just know it's like cut this street, cut this street, get back there and you're in, right? This is the fastest way. I guess technically the fastest way here is to go right through the middle of the castle through Fantasyland and cut over. And we didn't know that. So we went through Frontierland. And with Disneyland, they, they I'm assuming they don't have cast members then with signage. You know, like if you were at Hollywood Studios, there'd be somebody holding yeah. a sign on a pole. And it's like Rise of the Resistance with an arrow so that you know, I go this way. They kind of do, but they hold you in the hub. But the hub is so much smaller that it's just a big group of people. And just to, when they drop those ropes, it's just 
go. And, you know, you know, Tomorrowland's to the right, Frontier Adventureland's to the left, the same way the castle's right in front of you. But even then, once you get into Frontierland, it's not set up the same, right? They have New Orleans Square, and it wraps all the way around Tom Sawyer Island. It's just, it's, it's just different, and we didn't know the actual directions of ways to go. And so we got all the way back to Rise, <laughs> and the line stretched all the way back to Fantasyland, oh. which was the opposite side we came in. So we just kept walking, and eventually we were like, we're going to be right by Peter Pan here pretty soon, which is clear on the other side of Fantasyland. So we're like, well, let's skip this. I don't want to wait in the line. We've done the same thing at Pandora and Disney World before where we sprint back to Avatar and or Flight of Passage and they're like the lines up to the Lion King. Yeah, like, yeah, you're like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong choice. So we basically turned around and walked on to Haunted Mansion and then Pirates and I mean both of them were just complete walk-ons and we'd been in the park, you know, 25 minutes by this point because we made our journey back there, <laughs> found the end of the line, said no, walked back to Haunted Mansion and 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 uh, started our day. You took the scenic route around yes. to Haunted Mansion. I was, I was kind of happy we did because New Orleans Square, I think that's what they call it, that area there. It's kind of like Liberty Square. It is wonderful. It's so much bigger. It's it's really cool how they've got that wrapped around on that side of, of the of the lagoon there. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, my, it was my favorite part of Disneyland. But Haunted Mansion was very cool. Uh, the stretching room is cool when it's going down instead of just the ceiling going yeah, up. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know which version of it I like better. Um, but it didn't seem as long. I, I really like the library scenes and all that on the Disney World one where you see all the same stuff, but it's kind of as you're walking through the queue, so you miss some of it. But it was it was fun. Hatbox Ghost. The Hatbox Ghost, was I was going to say, yeah. but, but <laughs> we'll be getting that pretty soon here yeah. at Disney World. Yeah. Are you guys using Genie Plus on this trip? We are. It was part of our tickets because it was still, I don't know if they still do it that way at Disneyland or. I believe at Disneyland, you can still buy, as long as you buy it for the entirety of your, your tickets, you can buy it ahead of time. Right. So for Genie Plus, you can't actually book a ticket till you scan into the park, which I thought is the best way to do it. I remember the old fast passes when you had to be in the park. And if you wanted to ride Tower of Terror, you had to run over there and yes. grab the ticket. Yeah, I missed like, that. And be like, the line's too long grab the ticket, go do something else. And this, it, it's not quite the same because you don't have to go up to, we got one for Big Thunder Mountain, right? From at like eight to 9 a.m. or whatever. So we were waiting for that. And then, so we got we got the pass, but you don't have to actually go to the ride to see how long the line is. You're just like, I want that one. But it was very nice that you're not having to wake up at 6.50 and that's like spam the buttons to make sure you get what you got. We also noticed, and this is kind of, I have a note about this is nothing ever sold out of fast passes even throughout the afternoon i just talked to someone last week who was at disneyland and she said return times most of the time were very quick the yeah. turn times were were almost immediate on almost every ride and nothing really sold out at any point yeah, there's a few if you get late enough but there was times we were getting them at 10 in the morning and we're like, I really wanted to ride this one at night. So we just kept doing the whole push back. But it was only moving back 20 minutes at a time sometimes. So we had to like modify like one of them 10 times. Oh, wow. Get mission breakout late enough in the evening. Yeah, that's think. constant at Disney World. Yeah. I agree. I like the the you have to be in the park to, yeah. to get your first ride. You also don't feel like somebody's just like somebody's stealing all these fast passes. Right. Like, Whoever's here. The other thing I noticed is we enjoyed using um, Genie Plus, but I don't know if there's just not as many rides that you really need it for, or it's just the mornings you can ride so much at Disneyland. Like 
I'll go through our timing of what we did here, but this day we rode like six rides before 11 o'clock and only one of them was a fast pass because actually none of them were fast pass or lightning lane. I'm sorry. One of them was. Oh yeah. No worry. We know what you mean. (laughs) I still call them fast pass too. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, we actually got that one because big thunder, the one we had went down right away. (laughs) so figures we didn't get to use it but we had an anytime but then it was hard to know which ones they work for like i know that like the back of my hand at disney world but in disneyland we just like uh we tried to ride indiana jones and they're like it doesn't work for this one yeah it's like certain level (laughs) rides so when you're at disney world do you typically do genie plus we do um and that's just more of a peace of mind thing like uh, there's certain things we want to ride and and i'm not I, I, it's not that I hate riding, waiting in lines, but I'm more of a, hey, I have a lightning lane to go do this later. Let's go shopping or something along those lines. That's what Disney wants. You just put it beautifully. Correct. You're yeah. using your lightning lane and spending your money elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we do. Um, I don't know that it's needed for half the parks down there. Like we usually buy it for the entire time, but there are days when we've gone to Epcot where we're like, we're not doing Genie today. Or, you know, even Animal Kingdom, sometimes it's like, you know, we can get in and ride Everest and, and fly to Passage and then kind of do walk on for the rest. Yeah. If there's a long line for Everest, you know, something's wrong. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. something's going on here. OK, so why don't you kind of walk us through the timeline of your day then at Disneyland? Yeah, sure. So like I said, we did rope drop. We got Genie Plus for Big Thunder, which was like an 8 to 9 a.m. return time. So it was like first thing in the morning. And so we just kind of like whatever. So like I said, we ran back to Rise. It didn't work. We ended up getting back on Haunted Mansion and Pirates, which was wonderful. Pirates was a great ride there. It's so cool the way just the slight changes they have. I mean, the majority of it's the same, but the few things that are different, their build to turning into a pirate is so cool. Um, And Big Thunder went down. We were on our way there. And so we turned around and went through Adventureland it is. And their Adventureland is very small. very tight quarters in there. So we couldn't get on Indiana Jones. So we did jungle cruise, which was walk on. And then we're like, well, let's go use our lightning lane for Matterhorn. So we went over to Matterhorn and we had this big argument the week before my, my buddy that was Ryan that's with us. He's my best friend. And he was telling me how it's the same thing as Everest. And I'm like, no, it's not. Oh. It's like inspiring Everest. And <laughs> yeah, not even close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I'm, so I'm, cute. He's going to listen to this. And, and oh, uh, sorry, him, Ryan, right. you're wrong. So, no. <laughs> yeah. so we got on it and I th- he didn't say anything the rest of the trip. I'm normally one to be like, I was right, but I didn't say <laughs> You say you waited until you could say it to thousands of people. Yeah, to the world. I'll go ahead and know. give you the download numbers afterwards yeah. so you can show him how many people heard he was wrong. <laughs> Uh, so, and then we, we just kept going through, we, we grabbed a snack in fantasy land at, at, uh, some breakfast sandwiches at the red rose tavern, which was really, really nice. It kind of reminded me of, uh, like the, uh, the Pecos bills type place kind of similar. And then it was only 10 o'clock. And so we'd been on four or five rides already. Um, we went, then we did kind of the standard, uh, fantasy land rides and our kids are old. So they were kind of like, I don't want to do Pinocchio or Snow White, but we did. (laughs) Pinocchio, that ride is weird. Is that like nightmare fuel, that Pinocchio (laughs) ride? But as we were riding those rides, you could definitely get the sense of why people like and love Disneyland because it's so like intimate in that area and small, but it's so very cool. Like 
there's so much going on and the wait line wait times aren't that big right but there's so many rides within from here to across the street that you can just kind of get in and do and it, it it was i was like this is cool we walked through the castle and uh i'm like well my office is bigger than the castle. <laughs> like, you know, it's so small. We took a picture where you could see outside on both sides. My yeah. husband had never been to Disneyland. And I was trying to tell him, I was like, you're going to think the castle's comically small because you've only been to Disney World. And he was like, oh, you know, and then he saw it and he could not believe how tiny the castle was. What was your reaction well, we about when it all, you saw it? We talked it? about it all week. Yeah. It was like, I can't like... <laughs> The entire park is smaller, but that's just like you're used to yes. this castle being just this grand thing. And it, it was very cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't think oh, it was yes. silly necessarily. I, it was still very cool. When you're used to the giant Disney World castle and you yeah. see it and you're like, um, what? It's like, I bet you can, you can't even see it from the top of Big Thunder Mountain. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you go it's, up it's that tiny. Big, you look over, where's the castle? <laughs> but so we walked back to, uh, after we did all this, we walked to the castle and then we walked back. We went back to, to Toontown. I was blown away by that. It was so cool. The sky was the perfect color of blue and no clouds to where you couldn't tell where like the backdrop ended in the sky. It was oh, just cool. like you were total immersed in the thing. You, you see the Toon sky and then it's just like the sky was the perfect color of blue the two days we were there. We walked back there and Runaway Railroad was closed. So we're like, oh, oh we no. already. Um, we're hoping it's the same. We, we got back on it the next time we went. So, but then my kids were like, we want to do Autopia. They love the Tomorrowland Speedway. They're right at the age where they're, my oldest can drive, like he can drive to school. And so he drives quite a bit. Not that riding, that's not like that's actually driving. No, but they still think that if they get to control the vehicle. Oh, there's no controlling those vehicles. They're somewhat in control. <laughs> and so they did that and we went and shopped a little bit. They're, they're old enough now we can leave them. Isn't that the best? Oh, yeah. it's, so, it's so nice <laughs> for both um, for them too it's, it's yeah the they, they get some freedom they know how to get a hold of us they know how to find us on the phones and all that and then after that we pretty much took a break by that time we we walked basically all the way around the park and it was noon we were getting hungry and so we were like well let's find a snack and head on out it was get, starting to get hot too and what we found out later was like the mornings are wonderful to get in and do a bunch of stuff after lunch, the place is a zoo. Uh, it just starts filling up and as, as small as some of the walkways are, you're just like, I felt like I was walking through Animal Kingdom on the busiest day later Ooh. on. And it's just like, that was difficult. But we went back to the hotel. We pooled it up for a couple hours, ordered some food by the pool. How was the, the weather? Because typically, I mean, I lived in this area for several years yep. and Southern California, typically you can expect more mild weather, but we've had, it's been such an extreme summer and you're going in early August. What was the weather yeah. like? Well, being from Nebraska, it's like hot here. Like it, this time of year, it's like in the nineties and just horrible, horrible humidity. We got out there and Everybody you talk to at the hotel, all the park attendants are like, sorry for all this heat. And we're like, it's 86 degrees. And they're like, but it's so humid. And I'm like, it says 90% humidity, but I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and I'm not sweating. I walk outside and look at my basketball hoop in my driveway and I just start dripping sweat. So <laughs> they live in Anaheim. They're not used to that at all. <laughs> so they said it was hot. The one, the one thing, there's no clouds. So the sun just beats on you. And it's not, it's not hot like Disney World, but it does take its toll 
just from the walking around. You, you don't feel just like you have to stay. I mean, you have to obviously stay hydrated. You need to, but you don't feel, you don't sweat it out like you do if you're in Disney World. So, so we enjoyed it. So it sounds like your morning then is you're getting your bearings in the yeah. park because it's not, it's not Magic Kingdom as much as we like to think it is. It's not, it's not Magic Kingdom. So getting your bearings, doing a few rides. Now we're taking a break, getting a snack. What's the afternoon look like then? So we went back at four and our, our main goal for the afternoon is survive till fireworks. Our kids were like, the park is open till midnight. We are staying. <laughs> and we're like, well, then we need to rest a little longer. So we went back at four. Now, are you comfortable with your kids? Like if you were tired, would you go back to the hotel? That age, it's so hit or miss. I think I would be, I would trust them to be in the park by themselves. I, the walk home would be the scariest part for me. So no, we're not comfortable doing that, but that we're close, but not quite, and especially they've never been there before. And the, the area is completely safe. Well, where you were may, yes. a little further out in <laughs> Anaheim, I, I, I wouldn't walk, but, right. but being so close to the park. Yeah. We were like maybe an eighth of a mile from, is it Paradise Pier? What, it, what that hotel is that they're changing over. So, I mean, you walk across the street and you're in the parking lot of that hotel. It, it was very close. It was on Disneyland way. You could tell like there's no bus stops. There's no nothing. It's like it's Disney property basically is what we were walking on the entire way. But, but we wouldn't leave them in the park. So you're close, but you were like, all right, so now I need to rest because my kids want to stay until yes. midnight. All right. So everybody's yes. you rest until about four, you said. Yeah, we walked back about four and uh, we kind of let the kids kind of do what they wanted. We all did go on Space Mountain. Um, we thought that one was it's so much better, it's so much smoother. And it's awesome that you get to re sit beside somebody instead of front to back. And it, it was cool. Um, we walked around, we shopped and went to find dinner. And this is when I finally noticed, like everybody talks about the food in Disneyland to where, holy cow, they have so much more food and so much more good food. Like you walk by, it's like, what do you want? And normally in Disney World, it's like, well, what burger place are we eating at tonight? You know, for the most part. <laughs> and it's just like you walk by everything and they're like, oh, we've got anything. We got fish, we got sushi, we've got gumbo, we've got burgers, we've got hot dogs, we got only snacks. It's just so much stuff. So did you guys make any advanced reservations or were you just going like eating as you went? We didn't. We figured worst case, we would do just some quick service. We ended up getting a spot at Riverbell Terrace which overlooks Tom Sawyer Island there. And it was a sit down and it was really good. It was fish. We had like catfish salads and spicy fish sandwiches and chicken sandwiches. Yeah, it was, it was very good. The, the entire family, both families loved it. And, and then we just got to walk up. I mean, they said, oh, it's 35 minutes and seven minutes later, they text me back. I'm like, oh, you're in. What a difference, right? Yeah. You didn't have to be up at 6 a.m., or what time would it be? Like, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. 6 a.m. to try and make reservations months Reservation. in advance. And for eight people, that's challenging, too. Yeah, and there there are a few. We tried to get into the Blue The Blue Bayou, Bayou. I think. Yeah. That the, one. The one that inside one Pirates. Yes. Had we known next, if we go back or when we go back, that will be on our list to do. Just, I, I'll, I'll wake up at six just to get the experience to eat in there once. Like, I don't know that I'd have to go every time. I've wanted to eat in that one. I remember being a little kid going to Disneyland and thinking that that was the coolest thing ever, that there was a restaurant inside Pirates. Yeah. 
And the last time we went, I had a reservation, but my daughter was younger than two and was not yeah. having it. And so I, it broke my heart. <laughs> I had to cancel it. I was like, childhood dream is to eat at this restaurant. So we always used to plan too, when our like kids someday. were younger. Yeah. I, when our kids were younger, the, the sit down was a must just because of the air conditioning. Right. And sitting yeah. there and relaxing. It was basically, it's like going to the pool, but you don't get to get in the water. It's like just sitting calm down it's dark have a have a soda or water and rest for a bit and after that we kind of just were like trying to position ourselves for fireworks a little bit but even this just this is where i wish they had more planning podcast because it was a mess um, we got on to indiana jones which was another wonderful ride and so then we got big thunder after that and i don't know if the park was extremely busy this day but we couldn't find a bathroom that was not a 30 minute wait for the gir girls. And oh. Like there was even lines for the guys. I mean, we walked across the hub and back to Adventureland. They had one bathroom closed, finally got in at Frontierland, but it was like 30 minutes with the walking. So we're like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> like, That's strange. Yeah, it was nuts. Even the busiest day at Disney World, I've never heard of that. No. Yeah, somewhere. And then fireworks are at nine. So we started like positioning ourselves to get there. And we had kids that got on the smugglers run at like 845. And so we're sitting there waiting for them. The other family is like, we really want to see this. So they kind of took off to go to the castle to see to the hub area. And like, you couldn't even get through, like they had it blocked off. They're like, oh, you got to go through Adventureland, which is a walkway that's like very, very small because they're doing a bunch of construction there. And they finally shut that down. So we're like, well, how do we get to see the fireworks? And they're like calling us like, get come through here. And we're like, we can't. And they're like, well, actually, there's nowhere to stand in the hub. We're coming back to Frontierland. And we're like, oh, okay. So we talked to somebody's like, how do we get over there so we can see the fireworks? And they're like, well, you can't. But they do all the projections on Tom Sawyer Island in front of the River Bell Terrace. And you can see the fireworks from there. So it's like an alternate viewing area. And they have these water screens that show all the same projections that they kind of put on the castle. And so I thought it was really cool. I had no idea they did that. Yeah. And you could see everything. It wasn't framed with the castle. You know, you don't see the big everything, but you still see all the huge fireworks. You still see all the projections. You hear all the music. It was really cool. So were you not able to get to Main Street at all? No. So what if you were trying to leave the park? Would you have been able to? Possibly, I guess. Um, I, we didn't ask. That's just wild to me. And I'm guessing if you're like, hey, we are leaving, they'd be like, all right, come through. But they shut down the whole like, and you couldn't go through Fantasyland because that's like the firework fallout area or whatever. So uh, it was it was interesting. But we were very happy with the alternate viewing area. And that's actually the only time we were in the park for fireworks. Uh, you know, that's a good tip, though, for anybody, because I had no idea that that was that there was an alternate viewing area or that they shut the the walkways down completely. Yeah. And I'm sure it was just as close to things as it was the smugglers run thing. My son lost his sunglasses on it or he left them there. So he was freaking out. We were slow. So we were a little late getting out of the thing. Um, he did find his sunglasses. He went up and talked to the cast member and they said, well, you can't go back and get them, but we'll tell people and you come back in an hour. And oh, good. I'm glad they found them. But yeah, it was wonderful. And then after that, our kids are like, let's do this and this and this. And I'm like, there are <laughs> too many people here. And it's like 1030. Finally, I'm like, we're going home. And they were very upset, but. 
they slept like the second we walked in the room. So they were actually ready. That is a big difference with Disneyland and Disney World. Disney World, because it's so many families traveling and it's a lot of kids, like younger kids. As it gets later, a lot of families with younger kids start heading out. Disneyland, because it's a local park, you get a lot of Disney adults who are like coming in after work or just coming to like see the fireworks or whatever. And so in the evening, it's just as busy, if not busier. And that sounds like that's what you experienced. Yes. I mean, there was so many people and I'm sure it was because of fireworks when we were sitting there like contemplating what to do next. But it was just like, I was tired. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have to fight anybody for a spot to watch the fireworks, which was really nice. But I was also standing on the, on the alternate viewing area, but it was, it was cool, but there was still just a ton of people. And it, uh, it'd been a long day. So you made the executive decision for your yep. kids. Like, all right, we're, like, we're going back. Like we're doing a whole brand new park we've never been to tomorrow. So let's talk about day two then at Disney California Adventure. So you said that you were not, you were no longer interested in rope dropping after day one. Correct. All right. So what's, what's the plan for the morning then? So we basically waited until eight to leave our hotel or just before, maybe it was 7.50 or whatever, allow for 15 minutes. And as we were walking past the Grand California, like there's a little side gate that's like, oh, if you're staying at the Disneyland hotel, you can cut through here. And we're like, well, we're not staying at the Disneyland hotel, but these people walked right in front of us. We just like tailgated on. (laughs) (laughs) And we went through the Grand Californian, which is beautiful. And uh, they have like a side entrance to California Adventure. Did they let you, and they let you in through that? I thought they checked room keys. Maybe they don't. To get through the gate on the outside, they have the room key. (laughs) But Uh. once you're in, it's like get into the park. It was perfectly fine. So uh, we felt kind of bad because we normally don't do that. Like those are the kind of hacks that are kind of cool and fun, but we're like, <laughs> it just oh, happened. It just yeah, happened. It's know. not a thing you recommend or would do again. Right. I wouldn't, I okay. wouldn't tell people to line up to do it because they did. We did try it one night coming back and they're like, no, you have to have a room key. And we're like, oh, okay. We just played dumb. Like, oh, right. Right. Not like, oh, we did it before. And we're like, <laughs> okay, that's the rules. So go around. So our, our, our day two was this very similar. We made lightning lanes for the Incredicoaster, which immediately went down <laughs> and turned to an anytime. Oh, man. The second second but, day, yeah. again, the coaster you want to start with. But when it went down, it let us like book another lightning lane like right away. So we booked the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, so we basically okay. had an anytime and the Guardians of the Galaxy just sitting there in the first 10 minutes. And we walked to Radiator Springs right away to do the racers. and that walk that's another one that's like it reminded me of the toontown the feeling when you walked in was like my kids are the age to where we lived on cars when they were little yeah me too i have a teenager same age yeah and yes you when you walk in there you're like oh my gosh it's flows holy crap crap it's the cozy cone oh my gosh it's luigi's (laughs) like i don't know at my kids now i don't know how your kids are but like my 14 year old is like whenever I bring up cars, like how he was obsessed with car, he'll like roll his eyes at me. I don't know if your teenagers like yeah. that, but for me, seeing it as a mo- like it takes me back to when he was yeah. little, and I'm it like, was, oh it my god, took gosh. us back to like, oh my gosh, it, we, we lived, we went on so many road trips with this playing in the background. Yeah, like you could probably recite and- the whole Cars movie <laughs> yeah. as could I. Yeah, <laughs> as we're going, and my kids still, they, my youngest still, we got home and he watched all the Cars movies. Again, oh, just that's like cool. On Disney Plus, like he's. They're both pretty sentimental that way, but got him in the spirit. We we waited in line. It was kind of one of those things where I don't want to pay for the the extra lightning lane or whatever they call it. 
the individual um, lightning lane yeah. individual lightning yeah. lane. so we'll wait in line well it went down and i thought we were only like 15 minutes turns out we were still 40 minutes from the start of it after it came up and so we wasted a lot of our morning <clears throat> actually long enough to where it was like 9 45 before we got off the thing and the ride was phenomenal like if you compare it to test track I'd ride this one a hundred times. My son, my oldest son was like, test track is way faster and better. And I'm like, I don't care. Like the storyline and all that, this is very, very cool. Test track, you're like driving through like the backstage area. Yeah. <laughs> and especially just having that, that uh, love of the car stuff from the kid's childhood. So that was really, really cool. So we busted over to Guardians of the Galaxy and I like Tower of Terror better for like the lore and i like the way the car moves forward but when they put music like loud music a lot like the coaster the new ones the cosmic rewind when they blast that music yeah it, they could put me on the teacups and i think it's the best <laughs> thing in the world right like i don't know what it is every ride oh, should have that so cool it's you know it's what makes the rock and roller coaster so good too it's like it's just loud music but but it was it was a lot of fun it was one of my kids favorite ones there so um, we also did Soren after that, and then we ate lunch. And I mean, we actually got a burger here at like the Smoke Jumpers Cafe, but it was good. Uh, I mean, just happened to be the one. And we're still trying to figure out what DCA is. Like, I still don't know <laughs> if I could be like, I'm here. This is exactly how to get to this area of the park. Like, if I walk this way, eventually I'll see a street that says Web Slingers this way and Cars Country this way or whatever. So, so you're still getting the lay of the land. <laughs> Yeah. And, but after lunch, we made our way back to Pixar Pier and we did the Ferris wheel. We did the, the cart that like the non-stationary cart and me and Ryan and then our all four kids got in. So there were six of us and the wives went on the stationary carts. They're like, no way. <laughs> and we got on there and Ryan's like, this is high. And the kids are screaming as it starts moving. We're like terrifying. Oh, they, they had, I'm they with the wives. Laughing, yeah. Screaming, <laughs> It was good. And we did the web slingers after that. So we're kind of back and forth because, yeah, we went Pixar wheel, web slingers, and then back to Incredicoaster because of Lightning Lane. Tower. I was going to say, is this just like what you're getting through Genie Plus? Because if you like, it sounds like you're going back and forth. Yeah, we had web slingers and Incredicoaster that we kind of pushed off and we had that anytime from when Incredicoaster was down. So part of the back and forth is that. And the other part is like, it's not very far. Like if you're Pixar Pier to Web Slingers is probably the farthest bit that you could get, I guess, maybe if you went to, to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but even then, it's like, all right, well, we'll walk over there. It's five minute walk, even with a bunch of people. It's not that big of a deal. So we, we really liked the size of it. You don't have to plan like, all right, we're in World Showcase now or we're in. Right. It's not Animal Kingdom or Epcot where it's. Yeah. You don't have to like be like, well, that's a 20 minute walk right. to get all the way across. I don't. It says five minute wait, but by the time we walk over there, <laughs> right. a half hour from now, it's going to be an hour. So, <laughs> and then after that, we did pool time again. We had dinner reservations this night at Wine Country Trattoria, and uh, we did the World of Color one package for that. And so we were kind of getting back to rest. I mean, it was maybe one o'clock at this time. Our dinner reservations were at seven, I want to say, 6.30. And so we kind of did the same thing. Went back to the pool, had a couple snacks, rested for, I, we actually fell asleep a little bit today, this day. And really kind of rested. So okay, so talk to me a little bit about the package for World of Color. Right. So my wife didn't know that we had done this, but me and Jill, who's the other couple, 
she's their planner. She's the me of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> we had we booked the actual reservations to go to this place, knowing that we wanted to do the the dining package. And when you get there, they don't know that you want to do the dining package, so they ask. And so it's like, do you want the dining package? And we're like, yeah. And my wife's like, what? That's like sixty dollars a person. And it's like, well, yeah, that's why we're eating here. And so we had some back and forth, and she finally realized like oh, you know, because we worry about making sure we're not spending other people's money for something we want to do. Like that's that's something that we really try not to do. Just to be nice, because it's like, I'll spend whatever. Like I'll buy everybody <laughs> meals if it makes our lives easier. But uh, but so we finally got in. And, and so the package is basically, they give you little tickets. Um, You have to do the prefix meals, but it's a price you pick your dishes. The kids actually found like the the chicken parmesan they loved it the one of them got spaghetti and meatballs loved it um and we got steaks and salmon and all this stuff it was great the wine was really good they had good cocktails there so what's included with the the package you get a non-alcoholic drink uh entree and then a dessert and i think yeah your entree comes with a like a super salad as well so um but you get the prime viewing area for World of Color One. Like it's right in the middle. You're not in the front, but there's like a circle. It's kind of like, it's a lot like the um, fireworks dessert package where they have the set off zones. It's roped off and you have to buy the package. So after dinner, we sat there, we let the kids run around and and uh, we sat there and finished off our drinks. Had some and wine. Waited and, and yeah. We, yeah. Just kind of chilled. And it, by this time it was, the, the weather was beautiful this night. Like, it started to fall back into the low seventies and like, it was just like, yeah, we could, why don't we live here sometimes? You know, it's just like that. <laughs> then you look at the prices and everything. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know. Then you look at but, cost of living. Wah, wah. Yeah. And so we, we finally called the kids like, Hey, come on back. We're going to go stand in our spot. And I bet we walked in 10 minutes before the show started. And I think there was maybe 12 other people in this huge. Circle. Oh, wow. In, I mean, it's a 20 by 30 by 30 circle, maybe 20 by 20 circle. And we were one of 15 people in it. So it was like. Often at Disney World, the the packages for, you know, special viewing sell out. Right. And so to hear that you were able to just tell them at the restaurant and only 12 other people were there. Yeah. Well, the other thing is the whole, we didn't know this either. We didn't know what to expect for World of Color, but we've always heard it's really good. But like, it's a lot like Fantasmic to where like you, there's not really a bad viewing area for any of it now, but we also didn't want to have to be like, it's 645. We're going to go sit here for three hours to so get a front row seat. <laughs> oh, that's the type worst. of deal. Like, I, that's not my kind of person. It's like, I'll pay $60 for a meal. So I get a ticket to be row 10. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, if you have to eat anyway, then why Time not? Time is money. Yeah. yeah. Point, right. It's, it's the same reason you buy Genie Plus sometimes. It's like, yeah, it saves me 10, 20 minutes and I'm happy with it. And I'm good with that. You know, looking around, did it look like you could have just walked up 10 minutes ahead of time and not got a spot to anywhere? as close of a spot as we got? You would have been clear back against like the Little Mermaid or in the very top row. Like you still could have seen the show and most of it's, on the wheel or the the water shooting so high that that it's good but uh we were happy with our decision um and this was the early show they also do a later show and i'm get we didn't even stick around to see what that one looked like either of the nights but uh, i'm guessing that one's wide open i don't know because when we were leaving right at park closing they like kicked us out of marble campus because we went back to ride the mission breakout again, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the kids did. And when they were done, they were escorting us towards the front gate. And uh, 
So we kind of picked that and, and left. Um, this day we did have, we decided this day that we wanted to save Disneyland for our last day instead of going Disneyland DCA, Disneyland DCA. We couldn't switch our reservations because Disneyland was full on Sunday, which would have been our last day. So we went to a cast member and they actually did it for me. They were very nice at the customer service to where they were like, oh yeah, we can do that for you. And they're like, you're not on, are you on season pass? And we're like, no, we have actual tickets. And so I think that, like, I think if you tried it, if you had an annual pass, they probably wouldn't do that. They're like, you know, the rules, when you got it. It's <laughs> like we have four days worth of tickets. And we just, our friends were leaving early on Sunday because we flew separate. Um, and so they were, they could only be here to like one. And so like, they, they're like, the kids really like the rides at California Adventure better. So we decided to do two full days at DCA and then, you know, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, it, they're similar. It's interesting that you, that you were able to just go to guest services and they changed your reservation. I haven't attempted to do anything like that in a while because they're really they don't sell out as much as they did early right. on. But I remember early on, I very foolishly canceled a reservation to switch it without double checking that there was availability yeah. and there wasn't. And so I was like on the phone with Disney and they were just like, we can't change it. Like at that time, yeah. if you called guest services, they couldn't touch it. They couldn't change it. Yeah. So it's interesting now that they were like, oh, it's fine. No big deal. I mean, Let's I, do it. I went into it and was like, I don't want to cancel my Sunday because I want to be able to get into a park. So if you can't do it, that's fine. You were smarter than I was when I yeah, did it like, forever ago. But that's why I didn't do it myself because I looked to make sure first because I, I didn't want that to happen. Because I know in, at Disney World, if you don't have a – like there's very little wiggle room as far as – I wanted to go to Epcot today, but I booked Magic Kingdom. And they're like, oh, sorry, nothing we can do. So we were lucky. They were very nice. So And that like wrapped our day up. It was 10 o'clock or, yeah, it closed at 10 that night. So we just kind of left right after that. Okay. So the next day then, because you've already done California adventure and you've done pretty much all like the big stuff. Are we, is the goal to just like rewrite favorites? Like what's, what, what pretty is everybody much, doing today? We, we did do a few different things. Our kids really loved Pixar pier area. So we got a later arrival. First thing we did was go back to Incredicoaster and then they wanted to do the swings and the adults went on the jellyfish and they did goofies. Like we just spent like the morning in Pixar Pier area, just kind of slow. We didn't get to the park till 8.15. We kind of just walked around, and, you know, grabbed a couple of drinks from the PIM test kitchen and kind of just let the kids do whatever they want. Um, we had a we had a lunch at downtown Disney um, at 12.15 at Tortilla Joe's. And uh, we by this time, we realized what they mean by you don't need four days worth of park, right? Like we did pretty much everything we needed to do in DCA. Um, there was a few things we didn't do and we were glad we had two days. So we didn't have to like just do a full day, but we're big every day. We still go back to the pool again on this day. Um, we, we really like doing that. Get in early, go rest for a little bit, just do some sanity checks yeah. and then get back <laughs> in and do what you want to do or what you need to do and then come back home. So but this night, this night after the pool, so our, our morning was kind of just like trudge through and do some of the, just let the kids run around pool time again. Um, we, and then back in the evening, we kind of like, we had a few ideas, like we wanted to eat and on the Pacific wharf or San Francisco or whatever they're calling it now. And so we got in and got like ramen and we got, uh, some teriyaki and, and some like bread bowls from the Pacific wharf cafe. Um, and then we went on the Grizzly River ride and it's like Cali, but 
much more fun. Um, <laughs> I think we loved it. It was one of, it was my wife's favorite ride and she hates water rides. She thought it was so much fun. And then we kind of just, we wound down the night, just walking around waiting for it to get dark. Cause we wanted to go to cars land when it was dark. So we went back and had ice cream at the cozy cone and that was kind of our night then. So it was very, very chill that day. I'm surprised it was as laid back, though, just because you'd never experienced California Adventure before. Yeah, I, I, I wish looking back, we probably should have done a bit more shopping down. The, I didn't even ex- explore like over by the Hyperion uh, Theater and whatnot, like that whole area. We kind of walked through it real quick, but I don't know. We this was also technically like day nine of our vacation. Mm. So we were kind of like, you know it's okay. And we we didn't feel like we missed anything that we wanted to do. And we just like this kind of the stuff our family likes to do is like, we, we love Disney, the atmosphere. We're perfectly fine. We've, there's been times at Disney world at Epcot where we're like, the kids are like, let's just go to the black or the, the, in Italy, what do they do? They do the masquerade masks, the paper mache. And they sit there and watch them for hours, make those masks, like just sit around and and watch and talk to people. And so we really just kind of enjoy that. So for us, it's not all rides. It's just being in the element, you know, hearing the sights and sounds and having a good time. So, and like I said, we were tired. Are you guys uh, Marvel people at all? Are you Marvel fans? Yeah, we are. We've, we've watched all of the, the MCU and we're, we're halfway through the secret invasion right now. We just, <laughs> school just started for us. So now that's kind of our nighttime routine is watch the, the secret invasion episodes. So what was, how did everybody feel about having m- the Marvel stuff? Cause that's not something we get it in was Disney cool. world. Yeah. It's something you don't have. Um, there's this big, huge building that's where all the, on the campus that, basically the characters come out of every once in a while and we weren't sure exactly what goes on there but <laughs> they kept showing up with characters and they come out and wave at you and then it was like they'd go back in it was cool <laughs> like uh, i don't the, the the things they do just the way there's more characters there is very cool the web slingers our kids love the ride the the test kitchen was really cool the food that came out of there was like this huge piece of french toast and this egg that's like the size of a quarter and you're like, well, that's pretty cool like I either feel like a giant or a, a mini person, you know, I don't know what to feel right now, but just the, they weren't overwhelmed by seeing Iron Man uh, or seeing Thor or anything like that. It was kind of just, this is cool. And they're also of the age to where the, half the time their mind is on like, let's get on as many rides as possible. And the other times like, I want to eat a lot of food, <laughs> right? And, you know, like <laughs> just kind of depends. Let's jump into your Disneyland day your yep. final day at disneyland so this was this was um very similar probably to the last day at dca um we basically wanted to catch up on some of our favorites and do a few new things we wanted to spend more time in toontown wanted to ride the train um and we wanted to get as much done before noon because that's when our friends left and uh so we got in right at eight and we went and did Splash, or Space Mountain, the Astro Blasters, the Nemo Sub, Runaway Railroad, train back to New Orleans Square. Then we did Big Thunder and we ate at the Golden Horseshoe. And then Smuggler's Run and then it was 12 o'clock. Wow, that's quite the list. And this was like the day that Disneyland had no tickets left. So when I tried to switch my tickets, like they're like, oh, Disneyland's not available. And so I was, I was expecting it to just be insanely full. And we did, what is that, seven or eight rides? all before noon and uh and even a little shopping we went down to the shop and picked up our christmas ornament that we had customized and all that stuff so 
I'm glad your friends were able to get a bunch of stuff done before they had to take off. Yeah. And then when they left, we kind of just said, let's go back to the hotel again and swim. And then we went and back to the park later that night and kind of did a couple more rides, a couple, a bit more shopping. By that time, our kids were, they're like, I can't make it to midnight. <laughs> they're <Dad."> zonked. <laughs> so, yeah, they were there. This was day 12 of vacation, I think. So it was like, they're <laughs> they were, they were okay. And we were fine with that. So we went back to the hotel and we actually watched the ho- the fireworks from the hotel. Like the Westin sits down on the South side. So I have like a viewing area and a bar up on top. So you can like go up and we watched the fireworks from up there. It was oh, really cool. cool. Were there a lot of people there doing that? Um, no, not really. Uh, through one of our credit cards, we get like a status at Hill or at Marriott properties. So we got into like the club thing. And they had a balcony on the club thing. So there was like maybe 10 people, 15 people up there. They serve champagne and popcorn and a whole bunch of treats and coffee. And and it's like just overlooking DCA and you can just see the fireworks. Now, was that better than the alternate viewing at the park? No. No. You don't get the sounds of the project- uh. projections. But if you just like fireworks, it was very cool. It, it was a cool view, but I, I'm a... I loved when they switched to the uh, wasn't wishes the the other one. Oh, happily ever after. Yeah, Is happily, that ever, happily after. ever after. Yeah, I love I love all those, um, and the projections and the music and the the sounds and the songs are what make it all for me. It's like the fireworks. Are, we have fireworks here. All the time. I, that's what my husband says too. He's like, if you not seen like, do you not live in America? Like there are fireworks <laughs> yeah. constantly. <laughs> so you know, especially yeah. living in this part of the country, like it's like. Somebody wins a football game and they're like, hey, we got a fireworks display on Friday night. Um, or they do it after a bunch of baseball games. Fireworks are legal where I live. I don't know about you. They're illegal here. And I live, there are two police officers who live within five houses of me. And my neighbors set off fireworks all the time and no one has ever stopped them. So, yeah, yeah we we have like Omaha is a college world series. So two nights out of the summer, even after Fourth of July, they do fireworks shows for the opening and closing ceremonies and we can <laughs> see them from our house and that's 20 miles from here so it's oh, like wow so it kind of works so yeah, you're like just I've seen seeing fireworks, fireworks, yeah. fireworks isn't that big of a deal but you know we have fun with it and but i enjoy the music you need like it, the emotional so. part to yeah. go with it the the projections yeah. the music you know what i forgot to ask with dca did you guys do rogers the musical so we didn't we got in the virtual queue and got the spot but it was like a 145 callback and that was like the hottest day it was the first day we were at dca and we our kids were like i for one my kids were like i don't want to see a musical they would have loved it had we seen it (laughs) i wasn't going to argue with them and make them stay till two they're like we just want to go to the pool so we skipped it was on my list of things i had to do but my list kind of goes down when yeah, when reality six happens. Of, six and... of the other, six of the eight beyond me are kind of like, eh, I could care less. Yeah, <laughs> it's it stinks that with the virtual queue, you're just assigned a time, and it's you yeah. don't get to decide which show you see. They tell right. you. And we we saw some people that had like the they showed up at like seven to get the pass to get in, like the guaranteed spot or whatever, and they said that they were the last ones and they showed up at like seven 15 and it opened at like seven ten or something like that to give them passes. So it like sold really? out very fast. Cause isn't it's like, isn't it like $30 a person or something for yeah. that? I mean, that's, I like musicals and I'm like, I wouldn't pay that. <laughs> I would not pay no. that. 
<laughs> so if we go back, that's I would do that the next time, even if it was just me and the wife that went to do it. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, I just I, that occurred to me that we were talking about Marvel stuff and I didn't ask about. Yeah, I I did. We the first day we were at DCS, like I want to do that. Get on the virtual queue, and then yeah, it's kind of you're you're just the pick of whatever time it is. Had it been like the four o'clock show, I would we would have made it. Like I would have been like, all right, we're going. If you want to swim, we're going now. We're coming back in three hours, and let's go do this thing. So oh, that's too um, bad that didn't work I out. Just come back. But yeah, all in all, it was a great trip though. We don't regret much of anything. I mean, I don't know how we would do it much different. I think I have notes. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious that just because you're Disney world people is after, yep. after doing Disneyland, is this something you would do again? Would you like switch off Disney world, Disneyland? Yeah, I don't know. So I think I left with, I don't, I like Disneyland, but I don't know that I liked it more or less than Disney world. I, we still had fun, the excitement of just being there and in the experience of, of what the parks are for anyways, like. We don't look at them as ride parks. We have friends that are like, oh, there's not as many rides as Disney, as Universal. And I'm like, well, they're not even the same park if you get down to what's what's really cool about them, I feel. And, and maybe that's just because I've worked there and I've seen the effort that all the people put into it and like what goes on while everyone's sleeping and all that sort of stuff to where you have a bit more appreciation for that. I thought the differences were really cool. I don't, I don't like one over, over the other. I will say that I like the size of Disney World better. Just the the sheer size and going to the different parks isn't it's it's harder but it's easier cuz you don't have to contend with if I'm going to Epcot I don't have to contend with Magic Kingdom people that day. Uh, right? Like yeah. I was I had no clue that the gates were legitimately across the street from each other. When you walk in you go left to go to Disneyland, right to go to DCA and straight ahead to go to downtown Disney. And it's all like right there. I, I like the separation to where I don't feel like one or the other. Interesting. Um, people feel one way or the other about that. A lot of people like Disneyland because it's more intimate, because it's smaller, because it's, I mean, I, I'm going to say easier to navigate. I know it wasn't for you, but it's just because it was your first time yeah. <laughs> there that you were still and figuring maybe it after out. We, but... we knew we knew that. Um, it'd be better. But things I did like more about Disneyland, the things that really like are like, oh yeah, I could do that. I mean, obviously the California weather is way better than <laughs> right. weather in the middle. And yeah. it's definitely in the middle of summer. I really did like walking from the hotel for the morning and the break time. I didn't like it at night because I was just tired and I wanted to get home to where if I could I would take a 40 minute bus ride if I could just sit there and relax and let my kids sleep on my shoulder or something or my wife sleep on I'll my shoulder. I'll avoid the bus like any way I can. So yeah. that's interesting. I just think that yeah. by the time your legs are all shot, they're shot. But the mornings were really good. And I thought the food was much better at Disneyland. Like just the, there's churros everywhere, which was phenomenal, which I don't I think there's churros in Florida, but they're just normal churros. They're not like, oh, this one's like a s'mores churro or something. And uh, their, their snacks are cool. They, they, they have cool little offerings that are there that I thought was just much better. Now, how did you feel about the, the, the planning? Like for me, I like the planning. I like that I have to, and I mean, you sent me spreadsheets, so I assume I'm going to assume that you're the same way for not having that level of planning. Was that a plus or a minus for you? Some of both. Like it was nice that it was the end of our vacation and I didn't have to plan as much to where it's like, I don't want to feel frustrated when we can't do anything. But it was also like, I felt we could have done more 
I, I like having a bit more structure on some of the things. I felt like there's a lot of things we didn't just do just because of our attitude to where we probably missed a ton of stuff, not even getting to see it because I didn't plan to be like, we have to go to this area between these two hours because this is the phenomenal time to do it. Oh, uh, okay. So not that we do that every time we go to Disneyland World, but we know some of those things just from all the planning and the doing the stuff and knowing what we have to do. So it forces you to be a little more motivated. Like you've got this, the structure, yeah. the outline or whatever, and it, it helps. And I, I like the structure and outline for the points when we're standing around, especially with eight people and everybody, nobody has an idea. Of, no, when you ask what to do next, everybody says, I don't care. Like that's my <laughs> that's most frustrating with teenagers. thing. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't care are yeah, the common phrases like, in my I, house. Nobody wants to make anybody else mad, but it's also like, just somebody pick something. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody says, I don't care, let's do it. So in Disney World, it's kind of like when you have that spreadsheet or plan of attack, it's like, hey, we were going to do this. Let's go do that. And if somebody doesn't want to do it, they don't have to do it, obviously. But plans can change. But there was many times we sat around. It's like, all right, we just did nine things. Now what? It's like, I want to I want to go to this ride. I want to ride Small World. And half the people are like, no way. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. But it's true. I think... I don't know if it's everybody or if it's just me and like my group of friends, like we're all very indecisive. And so when it's like, like, Hey guys, where should like, we're going to meet up for dinner. Where should we go to dinner? I don't know. Well, what do you feel like eating? I don't know. Whatever. What do you feel like eating? I don't know. Whatever. And if that is like the Disneyland vibe, like you're sitting there, well, right. Should we go on? I don't know. What do you want to go on? I don't know. What do you want to go on? Rather than, all right, well, according to my notes and my research, these are the rides yeah, that'll have the lowest wait do. time right now. So we should head in that direction. <laughs> the decision's yeah. already made for you because you've done the research. I Even never thought of it that way. Made, there are there's at least cues of what you should be doing right. next. I know this land is quieter or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. thought of it that way. <laughs> so that that's and that's kind of my, you said, talked about the spreadsheets and like, I definitely, like I said, don't have a plan hour by hour, but it's a guideline of things I want to see shows that are at different times to where we're, it's one o'clock and we're standing around. I don't actually have the spreadsheet with me. I have like a photographic memory though, to where I can be like, oh yeah, the parade's at one We're already standing here. Let's grab a snack and watch the parade. And so that's kind of the way it works. Next time, um, my next time notes is do the park hopper and maybe not as many days. I think if we would have done three days and had a park hopper, we could have done a, a split day. That would have been way more like our last two days were, they were fun, but they weren't as like, go, go, go. Or we have an actual plan. It was kind of like, all right, let's see what we missed last time. But there, then it also got to the point where it was like, I want to do Haunted Mansion again, or I want to do Space Mountain again. So we ended up doing some of the same things and missed some of the stuff we hadn't seen yet. We did do some new things, but we could have explored a lot more. So I feel if you have a one less day and you could park hop back and forth to where it's like, I'm tired of DCA. We've done everything, Dad. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, let's go to Disneyland and grab food over there or something. How so about that, Genie would, Plus? Did you feel that Genie Plus was worth it at Disneyland? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's an interesting question. I think that you don't need it, but it's nice to have, especially if there's something you want to do. And especially being new to the park. We knew there was things we wanted to do, so we'd grab them, even if it was like, grab it. Oh, it says we're on now. Like, we could have just walked there. But, you know, you're skipping the line. You get over there and the line's 35 minutes. Well, I have a lightning line. I can skip right to the front. And so 
that's kind of nice to have. If it's in your budget for the convenience, yes. Otherwise, it's not necessary. And if you're not doing as many days, like you definitely don't need it in the morning. And they don't sell out as far as rides. So like we could we could get like Space Mountain all the way up past six o'clock at night. We could still get lightning lights for it. It's like at Disney World, if you don't have a lightning line by 10 a.m. for Space Mountain, you're out of luck. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. And so that was good. We really liked our hotel we stayed at. Our friends liked theirs too. Theirs was a little closer, but we ended up staying at our place most of the time. And being able to stay on points was really nice. Like Marriott does the whole, if you stay four nights on points, your fifth night's free type of deal. So we really enjoy that perk for that. All of our family was like, oh, but if we could stay in the Grand Californian, that would be pretty cool too. But just being right there, you'd definitely be in the bubble then. That would be insane. But I, I was fine. I thought our walk was not bad. And I had we had a re- really, really good time. We're planning on going back to Walt Disney World again. I was just going to ask. <laughs> I don't. We won't go out of our way to plan a Disneyland vacation again. I think it'd be kind of like, oh, we're, go- we're going to California. Maybe we'll spend a day there. This has been a really great Disney World, Disneyland comparison. All right. Thank you to Nick for sharing his Disneyland trip with me. Um, I, I love his his notes, his comparisons on the two parks and really how similar yet very, very different they are. So another big thank you to him. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, there is a link in the show notes. Go ahead and leave me a voicemail message. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the parks.